CFF presents 1% Better, a podcast about CrossFit, nutrition, coaching, mindset, and community. Join us as we embark in casual conversation to shed light on what life is like within these black and yellow walls. With episodes coming at you every Monday, you can follow along with Coach Whitney and Taryn as we talk shop about all things CFF. Episode four. Oh, I was, oh, oh, I was stuck in the 40s. No. I'm not even going to start again. You we're can't. rolling with that. Episode 51. 51. We're breaking Stuck 50. in the 40s. <laughs> it's like people with bad hair who are stuck in the 80s, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Today we're talking about excuses, and uh, that has been the common theme in this last. Literally in my day yesterday was the line there will always be excuses which okay so shout out to the people who said that to me for acknowledging the fact that there will always be excuses yeah because i think that's like a big thing like you can make excuses and some people are oblivious to the fact that that is their default reaction but when you can acknowledge that you are making excuses and that that may be a chronic thing for you good on you that's like step one I think highly overlooked yes by the majority of the population I would mm-hmm. say and I'm guilty of it oh for sure I'm, absolutely I'm, I feel like I'm pretty good at it actually <laughs> yeah I'm making excuses or being aware of those excuses um oh I'd probably say I excel more at making excuses but I am aware of them the hard part is doing something about it So I actually came about a quote yesterday was every time that we say, I wish, like, I wish for this, or I wish that this would happen. Just making an excuse. It is an excuse, but it's you already acknowledging that you're not going to make a change. Every time you say, I wish, it's you saying, I'm not going to change. I thought that was interesting. Okay. So then what is the alternative? Like, what is the, how do you change that narrative to set you up for success? Like, these are the things that are happening. Like, you have to be aware that these are, this is something we spoke right before we started Mm -hmm. this podcast. Um, Like, being aware that these barriers are now in front of you and like, cool, I'm going to find my way through it, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of avoiding it, you create excuses to avoid those things. They're hard. They cause resistance. They cause friction. And us as human beings want to take the, le- the path of least resistance. So we go the easiest way, right? right? Which is generally not in align with our goals or what it is that we're trying to accomplish with said given task. Well, because it has that comfort feeling. Yeah, right? exactly. We talk about this all the time, like nutrition. Why don't people want to spend time on their nutrition? Because it's uncomfortable to make change, right? They're happier with the habits that they've got. But like you just said, it doesn't help you achieve the goals that you want to achieve then I mean, that can apply to anything really like in your entire life, Mm -hmm. not just in the gym or your food or whatever, like your day to day, getting up an hour earlier, you can list off a laundry list of reasons or excuses why that's not for you, but it's more just you acknowledging that you're not going to make that change, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, if, you are at the point where you realize you want to make a change, but your excuses are getting in your way. Where do you typically guide people to like, stop doing that? Seek help first. Like if you can't ask for help, 
that's a big problem. Okay. So that, that's an interesting thing. Cause one of the, um, conversations I had with the client was if I didn't have you as a coach, I would have stopped or I wouldn't even be here or I wouldn't be doing this. And I was like, yeah, like that's my job. You are now accountable to me and to my time. Like you don't show up. That is a waste of my time. It's not just on you as to whether you're going to get it done, but now there's this other person involved and you have to be accountable to me too. Right. So that kind of takes away that excuse of I'm not going to work out today, or I don't feel like working this hard, or maybe I'll do two rounds instead of four, that kind of thing. That must've been a deep conversation for you to tell them that it would be a waste of my time. Yeah. I like that. That's, that's honest. Honestly, like if you're coming to PT, like my day is set up to include you in it. Like I, that is sacred time that that's good. It's few and far between that, that time is available for people. I I feel like that's the most obvious one is to seek out help. Yeah. But I find that it's sometimes the hardest one is people admitting that they need help. Mm -hmm. And yet it's the missing puzzle piece that like ultimately will lead the most success. Mm-hmm. If you can find that right person and that whatever it is that you're, you need them for to give you those things. Like that seems like a no brainer to me, but. Yeah. And it's cool. And it, it appears in different ways. It can appear in like a coaching way, like my client, for instance, like needing that accountability during the workouts, but it can also, and I see it show up in our classes where our members holding each other accountable to come to class so that they're not rolling over and hitting the snooze button because now they know this person is expecting them. Like the excuses can't be there because then you gotta face the, like face the person when you decide to hit snooze and don't show up. And that part's hard too. So which is like, choose your heart, right? Which is going to be harder having to go and say, yeah, I didn't make it and let that person down essentially or not hitting snooze and getting out of bed. So when we talk about having that accountability layer, Mm -hmm. this was an interesting conversation that I had actually this morning was um, recruiting your family or your friends to be that accountable layer is not, I would almost say more times than not, a path that is less successful. I was just going to say, that's a hard than having a stranger or somebody that you're not emotionally attached to or you know have that type of relationship with um that person is gonna have a higher success rate to holding you accountable because you've got no emotion and nothing in between to sort of like gray that line right Mm -hmm. which i thought was a, a important sort of detail like yeah we can reach out to our spouse or or family or friends or whatever but like is that being successful for you? And if not, like you have to understand that it's probably because there is that other layer of it. And some people just naturally cannot, or you know, that's a tough barrier to, to work with. Mm-hmm. I find. Um, well, and I think it comes back and we've talked about this before too, like surrounding yourself with like-minded people, your spouse might not have an understanding or an interest or, I don't want to say don't care, but like no, it could they're not be. as Just invested in care. your goal or the process in which you're taking to get there versus the people that you might hang around with at the gym or your coaches. Like those people are invested in you or in similar goals and the path in which you're taking um, is very similar. So it's easier to ask for help from people like that. Yeah. Like 
you don't know. Yeah. Or don't have that connection yeah. with. Yeah. Yeah. Or that emotional layer with. Yeah. 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 I agree. For sure. What other conversations have you had about excuses in the past a little bit? I'm probably the last person you bring that shit to. Probably. <laughs> I, and this funny that this is my line, like, I, I'm working on empathy, but I do not, and I will not have sympathy. You know? <laughs> that line a few times. There, there is always a way, but again, if your automatic knee-jerk reaction is, this is too hard, this is why I can't do this, like, you're not as committed to the things that you say you are as much as you are, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so that has kind of been where I've been. People, <laughs> like, if you're going to tell me that you can't do something, you better have a really good legitimate reason why. Cause if you give me your reason, I'm pretty sure I'm going to debunk that myth. And then I'm going to debunk the next one you're going to give me after that. And after you get through your list, then you'll finally understand what I'm trying to tell you. And that's okay. I can go on all day. <laughs> like, I remember the first time you did that to me. I did. Yeah. What, how um, tell our listeners what, remind me of that. <laughs> we were walking the dogs and I was trying to decide if I wanted to do the open for the first time. Oh, yeah. how did this conversation go? And you were like, this is exactly how you just say that. You're like, okay, tell me your reasons why you don't want to do it. So I said one and you turned around real quick and you're like, that's a dumb reason. We can scale this. We can do this. We can do that. And I was like, I think it, cause I said I was new. Like I'm new. I won't be good at it. Nope. Not good enough. And I think I gave you like three. And then I finally, I was like, oh, fine. I will sign up. And man, I hate when you're right because it was a good experience and here we are today, but that was probably the most annoying part Can we of it. quote that one? I, I hate, hate when, when you're, you're right. right. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, no. <laughs> but that's usually how those conversations go, you know? You walk in here, you're all rattled up that this is not working out or this just all of a sudden got way too, you know, way more tough than you had anticipated mm -hmm. or planned for and, you know... I can't do this because X, Y, Z, hang on. Like you're emotionally charged about why this is difficult. I'm not like I'm on the outside. I have an objective perspective about it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to here. I'm going to tell you all the reasons why those are dumb reasons. Yeah. Here's what matters. And I'll, yeah. I'll kind of steer you back the way that I, I know you should be going. So it was interesting last week we had a member who was going on about I'm not gonna be able to make it next week because I'm working so much like I don't have time like I'm working 14 plus hours and then I'm away on holidays like I'm not gonna be at the gym and I said to her I said so what's wrong with 6 a.m and she looked at me and she's like oh like that's an option like yeah come to 6 a.m like try it see what it feels like well she rolled in for her first 6 a.m and, and at the end she's like this is great I love it at this time like, it's nice to get it out of the way. It is a great way to start my day. It's not as hot. All of this, these things. And it's like, yeah, but if you had have just like succumbed to your excuses, you wouldn't have got to experience this. You wouldn't have got to experience yeah. these people and what it, what it's like at this time. And sort of the key detail in that conversation is exactly what we were just talking about. Yeah. She voiced it yeah. and we helped yes. steer yeah. her the right direction. So there's that accountability layer yeah. of someone else on the outside helping you stay where you need to be. Yeah. yeah. There's always that, you know, but if you don't voice it or if you just only have that conversation with yourself, right. Yeah. You're not going to be the one surely that, I mean, nine out of 10 people are surely not going to be able to steer that the right way. 
What do you think it takes for people to like step across and to try? Oh, I'm so glad you asked this because I was like preparing this okay. segue in my mind while you were I'm talking. Just, I'm just thinking yeah. of this particular situation with this person because like yeah. super in routine, now out of routine. I have now given her a solution, which is not her norm. Like what is it that made her try? And, and end up being super successful. What is it that, so those are two different questions. What is it that made her try, I think is her trust in us. Okay. Right? Yes, for she, sure. She trusts us to give her the best sort of yeah. route forward that, yeah. yeah, like, hey, we gave you this suggestion. Okay. You don't really have that list of reasons. Mm -hmm. And even if she did, we would still debunk yeah. them, you know? So I think it's an element of trust. Okay. Yeah. So that would be the first part of it. I think the second part of it is like what helps them be successful is practice Yes. because, and I, so this is almost like a twofold thing is like, we have these reasons. So then we beat them down and we make a new plan. Right. So there's one piece of success, but that doesn't mean that automatically when you step down this new route, that things are just going to change overnight and this is going to become less hard, you know, like that. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's another layer where all of a sudden you've got to build this new habit yeah. and you have to allow the time for that to be successful. And that takes time, you know? Yeah. And I think that's the part where people get lost on the second run and to be able to stick through that initial transition period and have the discipline at that part, deems whether you'll ultimately be successful or not right like mm -hmm. there's step one step into the shallow part of the water now you're in the deep end what are you gonna do right and they say that like when you're starting to build a new routine or new habits or things like that it, the first week is the most important week because that's the habit building week so if you can be disciplined through that first week hey guess what the second week gets a little bit easier mm -hmm. the third week it's almost permanent and the fourth week after being consistent for four weeks like You've got it down, but we're such an instant gratification yeah. drive society that if we don't see that success or it doesn't get easier on our very first or at most second try, we abandon it, right? Mm -hmm. So I think there needs to be that accountability layer built in almost more heavily to that second layer mm -hmm. to be successful in that part. It's like, hey, I've got the solution for you. Here it is. But wait, we need many goals, many, you know, that little bit of hand holding through the initial phase of it until you build the confidence that you can handle this on your own right like and again here i'm kind of on my soapbox right now but that's the next part is the confidence piece of it it's yeah. like we want to set out and try these new things but you're unsure of your own capabilities with it right because it's new or it's tough or whatever right and you just need to go through it a couple of times over and over again for you to be like, no, you know what? I can handle this. It is better this way or whatever it might be that you're, mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're doing at that time. Mm -hmm. So it's like one step leads into the next and each step has a failure point and it's on you for how much discomfort you're willing to feel. Because obviously you get a little deeper into it. Things get a lot more challenging, but the things that you've already accomplished along the way like those things are easy now. Mm -hmm. It's just, you're getting better at what you're doing. So it, it challenges you in different ways. Mm -hmm. Habits are tough, man. As you're explaining, uh, explaining this, it's like, this is why things like bright spots are super important to like 
check in on those small little wins as you go to make these new changes or try something new or be uncomfortable. Yeah, like somebody who is a regular 6.30 p.m. Mm -hmm. class member mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden switches up their day and is up at 5 a.m. to come to the 6 a.m. class, like they may not on a normal basis get up until 7 or 8 a.m. and yeah. now they're getting up at 5 a.m. That's a, that's a big routine switch up, right? Because yeah. it affects all parts of your day. Yeah. And like same thing, it's just you got to give it a chance. Yeah. And then even too, when you look back and you're tired as heck and you're sitting at three o'clock in the middle of your work day thinking, man, this sucks. Why am I getting up so early that it makes me feel like this at three o'clock? Side note, that's a different nutrition conversation, but <laughs> but you can look back and be like, you know what? There's some really great people at 6 a.m. or it's not as hot at 6 a.m. or you yeah. know, the list of good things are there mm -hmm. and that's got to be the thing that keeps on pushing you through when you get to those stumbling points that present themselves. Yeah. Nothing is nothing you do is ever easy the first try. Like when you're trying something new, nothing is ever easy. Some things are less challenging than others, but like it's never easy, right? Yeah. Like and you just need to be accepting of that. And like that's that's how we and like it's when I was competing and my sports psych would purposely put me in situations where I had to disrupt my routine. You know, I would work out without music in the dark because that was something that could happen. A power outage. Well, they don't just stop the competition. Like you got to keep on going. What if the DJ stuff went through and you had no music and had to compete? Like I ran a 5k without my watch. I've talked about that before on our podcast. Like, I remember one just, time you had to listen to music you didn't like. And yeah, I remember that yeah. one. Like there's all like that. I love doing stuff like that because the opportunity for growth when you're uncomfortable and your routine is not there is just so phenomenal. And you can get so much from that journey, like from that lesson, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I don't want to listen to, I don't even know what I picked, but mine would be like, it was 80s something. Yeah. It was like raw, like yeah. Metallica shit or whatever of the eighties, but it Sorry was like awful. You know what? You just learn in that moment, like, Hey, I have the ability to not actually listen to the music be more tuned into my body and what it's doing. And as a result, like look at these skills that I gained that I would not have gained because I'm comfortable listening to Britney Spears or whatever it might be, you know? So, yeah. and I mean, that can be applied in any scenario. Yeah. You're a regular 6.30 PMer. Get up at 5 AM every once in a while. You might find that the, the morning is the best part of the day for you. You just yeah. never gave yourself a chance yeah, right. because you weren't yeah. getting up until 8 AM. Mm -hmm. So I love that stuff, man. I can, that's, we've talked a lot about that. I feel like. Yeah. It was just so interesting that it was like a trend in the last. Everybody's saying about excuses. Yeah. And I like that. That's good. And that's the culture in here, right? It's like, yeah. none of that stuff matters. We've got these goals and we want progress. And these three hours that you're spending in the gym are important, but they're not as important as what happens in the other 165 hours of your week. So it's good that they can recognize that and be able to talk like that. That's, yeah. that's pretty awesome. Yeah. And then hopefully start to make the steps to break down those barriers and ditch the excuses. Yeah. And I mean, that's a constant effort in your entire mm -hmm. life. Always. Mm -hmm. That will always be a thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> excuses yeah. will always be a thing. Like yeah. it just forever, you know? Yeah. So it's not actually your ability to not create excuses anymore. It's like your ability to handle them. Right. Like, hey, okay, I understand what I'm doing. So let's rebuild a plan and execute it a little bit differently this time. So aside from like 
having somebody like reaching out for help or, and creating that support system, what else can somebody do as they progress to breaking down the barriers and getting past their excuses? This one sounds like such a cliche one, but writing about it, yeah. like journaling about it. Like here are the things that happened in my day that I'm not satisfied with. Like I made these shitty nutritional choices. Cool. Can you examine what that situation looked like? Mm-hmm. Like, how did you feel? Well, I was a little bit more tired this day or, you know, the more that you can be aware of what was going on, mm-hmm. the better. And awareness is generally, you know, you being able to sit down with yourself mm-hmm. and go back through that scenario. Like it's stuff that's already happened. So there's no sense being mad or worked up or whatever about it. Like you can't change the past, but you can look back and examine what happened from an objective perspective and now build a plan to move forward with that. Okay. Well, I know that when I'm tired, I'm more likely to make some shitty food choices. So I can look at this a couple of different ways. Like I can work on incorporating more sleep. I can incorporate more water. I can work on my stress level. Like there's a lot of different things that can go into that, just depending on what avenue you want to take. But at least you've taken the time to sit down and look at this is the way things are and it's not working for me. So I need to acknowledge that I need a new approach. You know, mm-hmm. what would you say? but I like that writing things down one should probably pull the journal out (laughs) like writing and I mean writing about it is good too but I think it needs to come from an outside perspective instead of like an inside perspective because I feel like if you're inside about it you're just caught up in the same sort of mentality that made you make the dis or like that you were in when you made those decisions you know what I mean does Mm -hmm. that make sense yeah if you can be a bystander to those events then perhaps you know like for somebody coming to the gym like they're super stressed out have a busy day kids are wild like i don't i mean what do you know about wildness? <laughs> i'm trying to i'm like i don't really have any context of what that type of life might look like but you're running here there everywhere yeah it's just stuff, yeah. so being able to stand on as a bystander on the sidewalk and watch that life play out what would you tell that person like mm-hmm. hey slow down a little bit you've got all these other appointments and play dates and things like that. 9am is a great opportunity for you to drop the kids off at so-and-so's house for a play date. And you're going to come to the gym and hit this workout Mm -hmm. twice a week. So there's two times a week, which is better than no times a week. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because in a conversation I had with the person who was talking about excuses, um, I did ask them that question. What would you tell a person who was in the same situation as you? Do you find that when you ask those questions that the people give the right answers? Um, in that particular instance, they did. Yeah. So it's just like, what, yeah. would, what, what would you say to somebody in the same situation? And generally they give the, the right answer. Just, and, and I think that's what I said to her. It. I was like, see, we have all the answers. We just don't do anything about it. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think needs to push somebody over that edge to make them make that change? You're on the hot seat. I know. I don't want this. You don't like being on the hot seat. This is not my (laughs) position. Um, I'm not, I don't know. I think commonly the answer would be like somebody saying when they finally realize they've had enough. Yeah. But I feel like that's such a vague response. Well, okay, that was going to be my response, but I didn't feel like it was good enough because I think that's like, well, what what does that look like? Because what is your tolerance for enough? Like, 
I can go months and months and months on the same excuse and feel like I've had enough, but yet somehow change doesn't happen, right? Exactly. So it kind of goes on like that. I wish, I wish, I wish. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's why that line, that quote I read yesterday, and it's in a book I'm reading, just absolutely resonated with me because I'm guilty of saying that too. And when you look at it from the outside perspective, it's yeah. like, that's exactly what that means is I want these things, but I'm, I, I'm not willing to change. Hmm. That was a tough one. There you go. Like my gears are turning. <laughs> I yeah. like this stuff. I know you do. I'm glad I could bring this topic to you today. <laughs> Needed a soapbox, I guess. Apparently. Anything else about excuses? Um... I was trying to think of some of the conversation I had revolving around it. The ones that stump me as a coach is like, they give you the excuse, you give them the solution, they agree with the solution, but yet they still stick with the excuse. Yeah. That one, as a coach, I haven't been able to bridge that gap. So for me, when I look back on those situations, it's like, I don't feel that the excuse you're giving me is entirely true if you're still sticking with it, you know? Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like you're telling me one thing and here I am telling you why that is a terrible excuse and you agree with me, but yet we're still stuck at the beginning. We haven't found this solution, so. Yeah. Which is good because like, I don't have all the answers. I can admit that. <laughs> so many thoughts. Left you speechless. You did. Like I, yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's a common topic because again, like that's just us as a human being, you know, things come up and our automatic response is I'm going the easy way. Like, and things that I'm like are going through my head right now is like, how do we change that? Like, in terms of like, huge, like society as a whole, like that, I don't think that'll happen. I think that's the way that our society has been driven now. I know. But if we got here. But look at, but look at the things Ooh, this is an interesting conversation. Look at the things that got us here though. It was the availability of, of information, mm -hmm. of material things being basically immediate mm -hmm. given to us mm -hmm. you know or available to us mm -hmm. you can order something off amazon and in, in the states at least and get it the same day, the same day. Yeah. you know we rely on that instant gratification and so when these challenges present themselves and all of a sudden things are difficult that ease of availability is no longer immediate mm -hmm. and so if that solution doesn't provide that immediate response then it's right back to square zero you know so i think just that's not something that as a society will change, mm -hmm. but how you operate as an individual can change, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and that comes in many different areas of many different parts of your life in many different forms too. It's not just limited to like, Oh, I conquered it once. I'm done forever. I'm good. Like I can handle any excuse that comes my way. Like, no. hell no, that takes practice discipline for a very long time. And I think just like willing to admit it is like a first step. Like yeah. 
like understanding that like you are the one that are saying these things and that they are excuses, Mm -hmm. you know, versus somebody saying them and like totally unaware that this is excuse getting, you know, I think there's people that aren't willing to accept that responsibility and those people will for sure never change. Yeah. Right. They just, they're the people that are always stuck in a continuous loop of, I want this, but how come I can never like, I'm like, I want to lose 20 pounds, but I'm still the same weight. Like, yeah. You know? Well, and I think that kind of brings up the line that we use back and forth. Like you can't help somebody who doesn't want to be helped. Like if you're going to spit out excuses, you clearly don't want help. So like getting you past those barriers and towards goals that you say you have is impossible and it's hard to help those people. And I think that's frustrating as a coach. I have patience for that. I do, which is surprising because I don't have a lot of patience for a lot of things, but I do have patience for that because again, this is such an intricate process Mm -hmm. and I don't think that, or not that I don't think, but I know that people don't always get there as quickly as we want them to. Yes, for sure. And part of a lot, a large part of that is self-realization and that takes a little bit longer for others than it does for others. Right. Like, so I think that's why I have a lot of patience for is like, I, I understand where you are right now. Like I get it. I'm over here. I once was where you were. I know what happens in the middle part. You don't right now. That's okay. I can get you there. I just need you to work with me. But it's like, you don't, it's the ones that don't want to work with me. They're telling themselves some other narrative. You know, when I'm sitting here in an NSI and I'm laying it out for you and you just, you're just here for the conversation, right? Mm-hmm. You're not here because you actually want to make a change. So that's where I get frustrated, but I mean, that's fine. You have to be ready, willing, and able. You need all three of those things to line up and not everybody has that all at one time. This, this was a good one. Cool. Excuses. Love them. Bring them to me. I can debunk any excuse. I promise. I feel like you're just like standing there with the machine, like, just ready to ask come at me. Down. Come at me. Yep. <laughs> now they, nobody will come to me. No, with... nobody's gonna come to you. <laughs> no, nobody. I wonder why people not why people are scared. I'm just kidding. I'm really soft and understanding. I'm working on my empathy. Come on, I'll help you work through this. <laughs> All right. Oh man. We should make that a podcast someday. What? How you're evolving and working on empathy. No, that's a secret. I don't need the world to know that. Okay. All they've got is these few little lines. <laughs> ruin my tough guy image. <laughs> so you're just going to keep spitting out, I'm working on my empathy, and hopefully yeah. they'll just come around and, yeah. and see that? Yeah. Okay. Somebody did tell me I was getting softer, so I guess it's paying off. And that's when you spit out your line and working on my empathy, <laughs> not my sympathy. Should make you a t-shirt. <laughs> I'm working on my empathy, but I do not have sympathy. I will not have sympathy. That's what it was. Okay, on that note. <laughs> I can't do Episode 51. Talking about excuses. There will always be excuses. So... Can you think of, this is our listener challenge that we always throw out. Can you think of maybe a time where you had a Rolodex of excuses about one particular situation that might've arised and what did you do about it? Did you succumb to those excuses? Did you reach out to someone? Like how did your plan play out, whether it was good or bad? We want to hear that, share that with us. 
Um, you can follow our socials, Facebook, cross Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and send us an email if you have any questions or you want to share your story, you know how to reach us. Thanks for listening. Episode 51. Thank you.